Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And today, continuing our Once More With Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, today we are doing episode two, season six, Halloween. Halloween. This episode was first released, uh, or debuted, uh, October 21st, 1997, written by Carl Ellsworth and directed by Bruce Seth Green. No relation to Seth Green at all. Uh, this is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan of the show, but Jared has never watched the whole series and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Yep. 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 That's what you're trying to do. Yeah. Good uh, luck with that. Um, so. Uh, well, first off, I was just going to say, who did you say the writer was? Uh, Carl Ellsworth. Yeah, so you probably should have had Joss Whedon in there as well, oh, or Marty really? Knox, and um, because yeah, pretty much he wrote this one episode, mm-hmm. and then was promptly fired after handing in his first draft, and right. then Joss pretty much rewrote the entire okay. script. He still got paid, I'm guessing. I'm guessing he did. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, do a job and someone else has to fix it for you. You still get paid. That's not yeah. bad. Hey, I'll do that. Um, so, Halloween, Eddie, what was it like revisiting this episode for you? I've never seen this episode. This was new to me. I've not, I've not yet seen an episode that I've seen before. Are you sure you haven't seen this No, episode? no, I haven't seen this oh, one. Okay. No, yeah. I would have sworn, because I watched this one. This is actually one of my favorite, like, definitely up there as one of my favorite episodes. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I really like this episode. It's one of those fun, it's not too heavy it's a yeah. good, fun episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, you know, it does play on the uh, careful what you wish for trope. <laughs> you know, your monkey part. Pa- oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the store with all, uh, what's it, the um, Rick and Morty episode uh, with the devil and the devil shop and everything you buy has some sort of uh yeah so so you there's consequences for everything you're, you you're get. Attra- like you put on a cream that attracts women but it makes you impotent yeah yeah <laughs> yeah mhm yeah yeah uh what was it called sam's toy shop or something or <laughs> ethan's costume shop yeah 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 um and but this this episode does deal with a lot of internal duality, so I'll probably talk about that after duality. You, okay, after you do the yeah synopsis. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll go right into it, are we? Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get into it. This episode begins with Buffy and Angel finally agreeing to go on a date, but Buffy is delayed. As Angel waits at the bronze, Cordelia shows up and starts flirting with him. When Angel finally arrives, she sees Angel talking to Cordelia and turns to leave. The next day, Principal Schneider forces Buffy and her friends to chaperone small children while they trick or treat. Larry threatens Xander while asking him about Buffy and smashes Larry into the soda machine. However, instead of being grateful for Buffy rescuing him, Xander is upset by the damage that is done to his reputation. He was emasculated. Poor, poor, poor Xander. Buffy and Willow speculate about what type of women Angel was attracted to when he was human. To find out, they decide to sneak into Giles' office and borrow the passed-down Watcher's diary. The gang head to Ethan's costume shop where Willow gets a Halloween ghost costume and Xander buys a toy gun to go with his army fatigue outfit. 
Buffy gets a beautiful pink 18th century gown, one that matches what she had spied from Giles Watcher's files on Angel. Spike is reviewing a video of Buffy fighting. Drusilla tells him that someone will make Buffy weak on Halloween night. Meanwhile, Ethan is chanting to a statue of Janice in the back room of his shop. Later that night, Ethan's spell takes effect and everyone wearing a costume from his store turns into the respective persona. Willow becomes a real ghost, able to walk through walls, Xander a US soldier, and Buffy an 18th century noble woman. I'm a lady. But alas, I'm only a woman. What was it? It is 1869 and I'm just a woman. No one knows what I'm talking about. With Buffy incapable of fighting the threats around them, Willow is forced to take the lead and rushes them to Buffy's house. Outside, Cordelia screams and Xander goes out to save her. Angel shows up and takes Buffy into the kitchen. As Angel tries to kill a vampire that has sneaked in, he reveals his vampire face. Buffy is horrified and runs from the house. Arriving in the library by walking through walls, Willow tells Giles about Ethan's costumes. They head to the shop where Giles reveals that he knows Ethan. He forces Ethan to tell him how to reverse the spell. Spike is hunting for Buffy who enters an alley and meets Larry, now a pirate. Xander arrives and beats up Larry while Willow shows up to warn them of Spike. The gang tries to barricade themselves inside a warehouse but Spike's gang breaks in. Ethan reveals the secret to ending the spell and Giles smashes the statue, breaking the spell. Buffy recovers just in time to defeat Spike and he flees. Buffy admits to Angel that she was dressing to impress him. He tells her he hated those people back then. The women were dull, he wanted someone exciting. They kiss. The next day, Giles returns from the store to find the stock gone and a note from Ethan, be seeing you. The end. It's a love letter. A love letter, yes. Be yes. seeing you. Actually, the be seeing you may be a reference to Prisoner. Prisoner, yeah. Anyone ever seen that show, the 1960s show? You're not. Uh, <laughs> you won't get it. You won't get it. <laughs> By hook or crook, Back. I shall. Yes, weird <laughs> show. i got to say, a, a very weird show for its time. Quite psychedelic. Um, Big pink bubbles. I, I got to say, once you, you watch it, you're going to sit there and go, oh, that's where that's from. Yeah, The Simpsons did a little parody of it when they were stuck on the island. and uh, Everything I, I was think, drugged. I feel like, yeah, everything was drugged. <laughs> I even think uh, the TV show Lost was really inspired from that show. There was certain themes and things going on with that show that I felt was similar with that. Well, it was on at the same time when I was watching that show, so I, I kind of find a look for correlations and stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's very psychedelic for its time. And even like the intro, very, uh, I think what, yeah. the intro is what inspired the intro of Get Smart. If you're wondering the walking through the hallways and that's exactly how this show starts. I'm like, oh, okay. A part of all the spy junk of the 60s that was really popular. Yeah, because so, he was meant to have been a spy. Yeah, he was a spy. And, and he they, quit and I wanted to know why he quit. Yeah, and they'd put him on this island yeah. to sort of stop him from selling secrets as well. well no, they wanted to know why he uh he quit because he got a better job. <laughs> oh, okay. Why else would you quit? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on from prison already, I can see you're wanting to uh, fill us in some details. Okay. So I I really love this episode. Um, pretty much any episode that has Ethan Rain in it is a good one. You know, Ethan Rain is that the shopkeeper? Yeah. So he right. he sort of becomes this reoccurring. 
baddie, so to speak. Is he like an evil watcher or something, maybe? No. No, you do find out a lot more about Giles' past. Um, Right. But Ethan, you know, he worships chaos. He's sort of this low-key character that, um, you know, he just likes to cause mayhem. Like, he does these spells that just create absolute havoc. (laughs) And, yeah, whenever he shows up, he's always, yeah, you know, he's always super sassy as well. Sassy. (laughs) Such a sassy boy. Um, yeah, I, I really like him. So, do we find out that he's uh, Giles' secret that he's a transvestite <laughs> from uh, sexy Trans- well, Transylvania? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, funny. you know, you know, there was talks um, quite a while ago about them making a Ripper TV series about young Giles. Wow. Okay. Um, and Ethan. Um, Just do it. You know, and also like all the pretty much all the Halloween episodes of Buffy are normally pretty good as well. Okay, uh, I think Buffy's mentioned something about you know Halloween should be a quiet day for the uh, vampires and demons oh, no, it and never stuff, is. and apparently it never <laughs> is. It's actually the busiest day. Yeah, it's when they can all come out and play. Yeah, um, you know, it also has Spike and Drusilla. And you've got Cordelia in a leopard print unitard. So <laughs> Really? I didn't notice. I'm pretty sure you did notice. You, your eyes got very wide when you saw her costume. Okay. Hmm. Um, and again, Buffy's doing the whole, I just want to be a normal girl. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having, you know, her duality. Sure. You mm. know, like, as I said, this does have um, themes of internal duality. So you've got Buffy who's you know, got the vulnerable and her strength that she's battling with. Uh, you've got Xander who um, uh, Buffy emasculates by saving him from from being beaten up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very ungrateful for that. Yeah. So he's, you know, weakness and power. And then, like you've, discipline. And then you've got Willow who's, you know, she's kind of shy and she's, Dealing with, you know, her sexiness versus her shyness. And no, no. she doesn't want to show it. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, and she turns into a ghost. But she doesn't stay as the ghost costume, she goes as a sexy ghost. <laughs> sexy ghost, yes. Breaking mm. the rules there. And uh, so I'm just curious to know uh, how many children did Xander kill? He started firing that gun off. You can hear him firing it in the background. I'm just thinking you'd see him and it was going to be like just bodies around him. Like, oh, well, it's going to get you dark. did see him before, like where he just fired it near the um, near them and they ran off. They got scared. Hmm. Um, you know, their choices in costumes. So, you know, Xander does pick a pick the costume of a soldier, like the manly, you know. I, I honestly thought he was, you know, he could just be a cheapskate. Um, with his costume, but yeah, yeah, it's the manliest thing that he could afford to be. Yeah. Um, and what about the rapey pirate? (laughs) Well, he. Oh, well, you find out later that Larry's gay. Oh, oh! Remember what he was a a pirate of some sort. So, do you remember what they used to call back in the nineties? Gay people were sometimes called butt pirates. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So it might be a little Mm, take on that. Okay. Right. Not very nice, but uh, 
Oh, yeah. Willow, her issues have more to do with her not being feeling comfortable. Like her duality has to deal with her not being comfortable in her own skin. And then she ends up not having a body. Yes. Um, and, yeah, that the battling dualities all represents a common thematic theme throughout this season of growing up. And it's all about finding your balance. Hmm. Okay. So you can't have too much of one or the other. <laughs> so you get Buffy completely vulnerable. You get Xander way too like way too masculine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and when it comes to Giles and Ethan, his duality is the fact that it they are. It's not actually an internal duality like. Giles is, you know, he's in the Watchers Council. Yeah. Which have we had any contact with that organization not or anything? Yet. Not okay. And um, you know, he's in the Watchers Council. Why ca- is there a Watchers Council? You'll find out because they okay. created the Slayer. Oh, well, they created Buffy. The men that created um, the Slayer started the Watchers Council. Okay. To keep control of their creation. Right. Okay. So Giles is in the Watchers Council. Yes. And Ethan, you know, so the Watchers Council uh, is trying to, you know, it sort of represents order. And then you've got Ethan, who is chaos, pretty much. <laughs> he okay. worships yeah. chaos. <clears throat> so you've got Giles and Ethan uh, ordering chaos. <laughs> That's mm. their duality. And, you know, you've also got uh, Ethan saying that... It was chaos a control, is it? Isn't it? No, because chaos uh, is no control. Order is control. Yeah, I mean, that's... A, that's Yeah, the yeah. duality is chaos a control, isn't it? Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Get Smart again, aren't I? <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've got order and chaos. Um, but, you know, Giles... Well, Ethan points out to Giles, you know, he's like, I know the real you. The live, you know, the stuffy librarian thing is just a. Yeah, it's a cover or it's, it's just a, a cover. Yeah. And Giles is like, mm, no, it isn't. Mm. <laughs> this is who I am now. Hmm. Used yes. to be a sweet transvestite from sexy Transylvania. <laughs> yes. He did play that role, didn't he? Um, uh, yes, he did yes. play Frankenfurter on, uh, at one stage. Leicester Square. No, no. What would he call it? Um, the West End. West End, sorry. Yes. Well, what did you think of this episode? I uh, like yeah, yeah, it was all right. Uh, but yeah, I didn't like the whole, uh, the you know, the the gift shop thing. I thought that was pretty, pretty tacky. Probably could have done it a different way. Um, could have just cursed it in general, but I guess that works. It wasn't a huge part of the of the theme, you know. Mm. I wasn't was wasn't doing the old, you know, consequences or what do you call it? The um you know, when you get something and there's consequences for it. But not, oh yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. Do you call yeah. It? Some, something better than that. Not I don't that. know what you call it. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you call it, yeah. Something better than the consequences. Something no. <laughs> uh moving on. Um yeah, no, I thought it was yeah, interesting that uh no had the vampires in it. Yay. <laughs> It's like going to KFC. There's no chicken. Um, uh, if I could just give a few mentions, uh, things I noticed. So uh, the actor who played, um, 
Ethan. Ethan, yes. Uh, Robin Sachs, actor, English actor, done he lots died. of things. Yes, passed away, sadly, at age of 61 in 2013, so numerous years ago. This guy's done a lot of things. I can name one villain that he's done that would uh, – oh, he's that guy. Is he what you're going to say when I say it? <laughs> yep. Uh, Galaxy Quest, Cyrus, the main evil uh, alien villain. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know yeah. that. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, heaps of, you know, CIS. Uh, Torchwood. Uh, oh, he's in Torchwood. Yeah. Uh, the the bad one. Oh, no, not that one. We yeah. don't talk of that one. No, it's a bad one. Uh, lots of video games. And, yeah, no, he had a pretty successful alias. Knights of the Republic, he did a, a uh, voice in that. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing I could tell by his IMBD that he's a recurring character in this show. So I guess that's not the last we see of. Ethan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in the next episode. Oh, okay. Spoiler. <laughs> to uh, put it lightly. Yeah. Yes. So, but yeah, he's always good fun to have around. And I, I think I like the way that he says Ripper. Old Ripper boy. There's a story behind that. <laughs> yes. Maybe just used to like ripping him. Like he was like the, you know, yeah. ripping him in. Uh, Maybe we talk about that next At time. uni or something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the actor played Larry. Um, yeah, he's been in. He was in Hocus Pocus, actually. By the way, wasn't there a similar storyline Hocus Pocus where they did something similar to this? People became their costumes or something. No, I don't know. Don't no. I haven't I, seen that movie in years. Uh, neither have I. Uh, again, NCIS. Yeah, he's been in all of them. <laughs> oh, the the Mr. Beauregard show. Actually, he was in, <laughs> which let me down on uh, a little rabbit hole earlier tonight. Um. I'd never seen that show, Mr. Beauregard. Um, uh, Mr. Belvedere, sorry. Mr. Belvedere. You're calling it Mr. Beauregard uh, uh, Mr. From, Bar- from bloody from Rick, and Morty. Rick and Morty. So I'm like, oh, that's where that character's <laughs> from. I know he seemed familiar. I thought he was doing – I thought it was maybe doing the um, the, the butler from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I didn't, re- I didn't know there was a character called Mr. Belvedere. Um, mm. Yeah, so that was news to me. Let me down a rabbit hole. And uh, down to Small Wonder. <laughs> yes. And then you had to lead me and you were just like, look what I found. Look what I found. <laughs> small Wonder. I remember that show. Uh, but this isn't the Small Wonder podcast, nor is it the Mr. Belvedere. We've never, I've never watched Mr. <laughs> Belvedere. I did watch uh, Small Wonder, though. I do remember it. Mm. It's pretty futuristic, a robot girl. Um, so, oh, um, so... You see Seth Green at the end, and he's driving a right-handed car, mm-hmm. which I didn't notice because we all have right-handed cars here. Yeah, I never noticed until so, you, and you're sitting there going, "What's what's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this picture?" You know, nothing's wrong. Oh, he's well, just, just sitting know. in a car. He's sitting in a car. Can yeah. you just tell me? Yeah. Uh, yes, right-hand drive. So uh, is that a classic car? Maybe he's got or something. I don't know. Classic V Dub. I don't know. Um, and I looked at the number plate. I thought maybe they'd actually just flipped. The, the screen, film, yeah, yeah, the film, but it looked like the numbers were the right way around. So I don't know if you see that car again, but if we do, um, I don't know, we'll see if it's got its right-hand drive. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure what the regulations are for the right-hand drive in America. I think in Australia you can drive a left-hand or American-style car, but it has to be part of some sort of uh, car club or something like that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I nobody, don't know. nobody knows. No one knows. 
No one knows. Um. Yeah, the 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 um the names for the for the countries weren't very funny this week. No. No. <laughs> They're all called Halloween. Well, I suppose yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It would be because there's no probably no uh, foreign translations for that, and everyone knows what Hol- Halloween is. And yeah, it's- I think Germany was the only one that had something different. Okay, what was Germany's? Oh, uh, like um. That's that- Halloween. That's freaking. Jesus you Christ! You jumped up then when I did that. <laughs> what the hell? No, it was something like the the changing the night of change or something. Transition night or something. Okay. Was there an explanation mark on it? I just feel like they will be screaming it when they say. <laughs> oh my god, Jared! You okay, baby? You see something scary on the TV? Uh, All right, get into question time. Oh no, re- I didn't talk about Janice. Okay, yes. Okay, so... Janice, yes. Janice. Tell me, Eddie. Um, so the statue of Janice, and that is the Roman god of beginnings and transitions, who has two faces looking forward and backwards, and each of our characters in this episode are battling their internal duality, and it is reflected in their choice of costumes. Yes. Yes, it is. You, yeah, you sort of covered that before, actually, with all the, the all the characters having a duality, but specifically uh, linking it to Janus. Yes, which his name is also used for the month January. January, oh, and there is no counterpart for Janus in the Greek gods. Mm, okay, mm. there you go. Which Normally means beginning. So yeah. January being the beginning oh. of the month. Wow. There you go. <laughs> And I wasn't looking at a tablet when I told you that. Is that impressive? That's very impressive, Jared. <laughs> impressive. All right, we can get into question time. All right, so uh, let's get into question time. What's going on? <laughs> okay. Come on, Eddie, what do you got? Which was your favorite character? Oh, I think I'm sort of tossing up between um, uh, Willow and Xander, oh, I wow. feel like. Um, Mainly because they weren't their normal selves? They weren't their normal selves, yes, <laughs> which are, are usually quite annoying. Um, I got a lot of Xander, yeah. I think I like Xander. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do the little applaud thing for me? <laughs> Yay! It's finally liking someone other than Buffy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to go Ethan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you like him. Yeah, oh, I really yeah. like Ethan in this. Which character do you love to hate? Oh, it's got to be Darsh. <laughs> Larry. Larry, yeah. Uh, I heard she was fast. Yeah. F- what? <laughs> I heard she was fast. I've never I've never heard a girl being referred to as fast. Fast. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. She doesn't eat a Is lot. It- <laughs> No, I think it just means another word for, you know, she's a bit of a, you know, you can you can have sex. She puts out pretty quickly. Uh, all those type of girls, yeah. yeah. Oh, there were a lot of those at school. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> well, I was told there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I I put him in that category just for the who she was fast comment. Um, okay, 
What was the most memorable fight scene? I think the one in the house when they're all beating up the vampires. Okay. And stuff. Was that? Yeah. yeah. In Buffy's house? Yeah, in Buffy's house, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Buffy's completely vulnerable pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Right? And she's just all, I want the men. Alas. <laughs> Alas. Only just a woman. I'm just supposed to look pretty and marry a duke. <laughs> and I will not, I will not fight. Thou shall not fight. <laughs> Where is she? Yeah, she's doing that very weird, what would you call that accent? It's... She uh, badly attempts to do some sort of British Victorian accent, but it, it it's kind of nothing really in the end. She's just yeah. kind of speaking as if she's in a play or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go with um, the Ethan and Giles fight at the end is pretty brutal. Okay. You know, yeah, right? just b- kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, kicks it. But if you see him, he's like cleaning his ring. Mm. With like a hanky, like he's cleaning the blood off his ring. It's like, oh yeah. Um, LOL moment. Oh, it's got to be the ghost wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's mine too. It's your one? Yeah, yeah. Giles is just sitting there and, he, and he's, uh, yeah, he just walks through and he just completely shits himself. <laughs> yeah. Stop it! <laughs> Although I do like the... um. Uh, Cordelia. Oh no, we 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 put Cordelia in as she gets her own. Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah Come yeah. to that later. Who gets the wooden spoon? I think Spike gets the wooden spoon. Yeah, I was gonna say Spike gets the wooden spoon. You know what he was doing? He was monologuing. Monologuing, Eddie. He was monologuing. Yeah. He had a. Yeah, he took way too long. He, like he's doing that slow down, slowly, slowly going down to bite her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and runs off like a pussy again. <laughs> I'm going to make a little montage of him running away and like a pussy. she does the, honey, I'm home. <laughs> it's good to be me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely uh, Spike. Yep. I do like that they didn't lose their memories this time. Like, normally when you have these sort of things, they lose all mem- They don't remember what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, in this one, they actually remembered what it just, happened. Just flipped a switch. Yeah. 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 Uh, favorite scene. Uh, I kind of like that scene with with Xander when he's standing in the street. I I, I just sort of like the way it, you know, where the transition of him turning into a real soldier, where he's just sort of standing there and just kind of looking around with his gun, and then it goes out, and obviously someone just passes him a gun off off camera. But I don't know I just. I did kind of like the way that looked. It just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it wasn't any tacky music going on, any uh, going on or anything like that. It just sort of watching someone transform into something else before your eyes. Yeah, was like quite. I thought the, the way that was done and was it, quite and it, nice. And it was more done with his posture. Like his posture just changes all of a sudden. Yeah, he's sort of standing there, sort of scared, and uh, you know, and then he just it, it all in one shot too. So I know it's only about a ten second shot, but I just kind of like that. You know, slow. You know, transformation, the way it was done. It was very subtle. It was done really well. I did like that. Yeah. 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 And I agree with you. It, it's definitely mm. a really good. That, that, I actually say that entire transition scene is my favorite. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where you get Buffy and Willow all, and, and the little kids as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of also tense leading up to that scene because you don't really know what Ethan's about to do. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Least favorite scene. 
Uh, I think to start uh, with uh, Buffy at the bronze and seeing Cordelia there and thinking that you know, she's flirting with him, even though she talked, she's spoken to him before and everything, and she goes all, oh, you know, gets all jealous about it and storms off. Yeah, so that's because that's because um, Cordelia is her shadow self. So she's, you know, the path not taken. And then seeing Cordelia there and she's all, you know, she's been in like this battle. So she's all sort of roughed up and a bit messy and sweaty and Mm. (laughs) not quite ready for a date. And then you've got the gorgeous Cordelia kind of, as she says, drooling into his cappuccino. Yeah, but like obviously he wasn't hitting on her. I mean, he was there to meet her. Yeah. And Cordelia. I mean, Cordelia was there. I mean, she was always just there. But, like, Angel was there to meet her, so it wasn't as if he was somewhere that Buffy didn't know he was going to be with Cordelia secretly. Yeah. He was there waiting for her, knowing she was coming. And, you know, Cordelia happened to be there, and he knows Cordelia, she knows he knows Cordelia, and they're talking. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. I just thought there was a little overreaction there. I just hate those scenes where characters Yeah, it it was actually more that she's also feeling a bit, you know, in the whole episode she's feeling insecure about it. Yeah. About their relationship. Which is why she ends up in that costume in the first place. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he thinks, you know, he he she thinks he wants like a girly girl. Yeah, and he doesn't want that at all. <laughs> yeah, those girls are boring. <laughs> yeah, girly girls are boring. It's pretty much his his take on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My least favorite scene is probably the like the they're playing on this Willow and Oz thing quite a bit now. Hmm. Um, and they miss each other. They keep missing each other. Yeah. Yeah, this is another one of those where they they bump into each other doing the sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> um, all right, favorite quote. Uh, how about when Buffy got changed into the 18th century woman and they're on the street, and she's like, "A demon, a demon!" Willow's like, "It's not a demon, it's a car." Buffy's like, "Oh, what does it want?" <laughs> Yeah, oh, of course mine's going to be a Drusilla one. This has that great... Oh, we're going to have her voice? Yep. All right, come on. Do you love my insides? The parts you can't see? Eyeballs to entrails, my sweet. That's that's why I've got to study this slayer. Once I know her, I can kill her. And once I kill her, you can have your run of sunny hell and get strong again. Don't worry, everything's switching outside to inside. <laughs> Very nice. Sorry, I haven't quite got my spark voice down, but I definitely have my Drusilla. Yeah, you got your Drusilla. That's very, very Everything very good. I put in the ground with this and doll. Okay. <laughs> um, who's the MVP of this episode? Well, I th- well it's got to be Willow, I think. Yeah, I'm going with it. Willow and Giles. Willow Giles, yeah. 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 So, but yeah, Willow Willow takes charge pretty quickly, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also the, the only one that keeps her memory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. which is very convenient for the plot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um best Cordelia freakout moment. Um She has quite a few of them. View on this. Uh, the f- one springs to mind is when she first runs into the house. Yeah. Um. Oh, what does she say? 
I can't remember what she says now. Oh no, it's Willow saying, "You're not a cat. You're you're Cordelia, and we're your friends." And she's like, "Uh, yes. When did you turn into a crazy person or something?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, mine's the um when she she goes up to Oz, and that's when you first see her in the cat costume. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "You're a big cat," <laughs> which is kind of cute. Um. And it's Cordelia says, are you guys playing tonight? And Oz responds with, at the Shelter Club. And Cordelia responds with, is Mr. I'm the lead singer, I'm so great, I don't have to show up for my date or even call, going to be there? Oz is like, yeah, you know, he's just gone by Devon now. (laughs) (laughs) But then she starts going on about, you know, if you see him, don't tell him (laughs) This, don't tell him that, don't tell him this. And he's like, yeah. so what do you want me to tell him? Nothing. You didn't see me. Duh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And that outfit is amazing. <laughs> Her outfit. Her outfit is amazing. Yeah. Maybe she got to keep it. <laughs> Did she got to oh, keep got, it? got all ripped though. Oh. Yeah. What do you rate this episode out of 10 using something from the episode? All right, I'll give it five M16 machine guns <laughs> out of ten. Okay, five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go nine out of ten kicks to the gut while you're cleaning your blood-covered ring with a hanky. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right, Eddie. Well, uh, I think I've run out of things to say. What about you? Uh, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's crank it up and... Wrap it up for this week. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment. Eddie? Uh, We're on social media. So we are nerd underscore subculture um, on TikTok, Instagram. Facebook. Facebook. uh, Twitter. Podbean. We're on there too. So, yeah, make sure you say hello. We'll say hello back. See ya. Bye. Bye. Grrrr.